conversations with Cordates. And welcome to another episode of Conversations with Cordates. Today, our conversation is going to take us across the world to a whole different continent and hopefully really enlighten you about um, a part of the world that many of us probably are very unfamiliar with. Um, today, we are going to be talking about the country of Mongolia, a bit of its history and what life is like there uh, now and what it's like in the past. And we have a very, very special guest today. So please, um, you know, you and I, we can all give her a huge hand of applause um, virtually and through audio to Jigmidma Bulbatar. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and your hosts today are your very lovely Cordates, myself, Anastasia. Uh, and me, much like the legacy of Genghis Khan, I'm still here. Um, <laughs> still present. Uh, still present. Keen to hear about Mongolia today, yeah. Jiggy, yeah. from our Mongolian correspondent. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Our Mongolian representative. Mm. However, we do want to do a disclaimer. What you know, a, a lot of personal experiences will be shared today about Mongolia and a lot of you know, uh, some personal history and some history that uh, Jigmidma would have learned throughout school. N please don't take everything that we say here as fact about Mongolia. Um, you know, do your own research, of course. Yes. Um, but we will do our best yes. to get yeah. you know, other perspective across. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we want to let you know, guys, like, um, we're not experts, I'm especially I'm not expert in, you know, history and all this stuff. Mm. Um, I will just share my knowledge that I get it through, like, my friends and some books and then some history that I really, like, admire, listen to them. And then, yeah, so I'm not expert, so please bear in mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. I think we have fairly kind listeners. Yeah, I think I think you'll know more about Mongolia than most of our listeners. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> uh, true. Yes, yeah. that is. I mean, true. that's kind of why we asked you on here because very few Westerners, and I'm assuming most of our audience is Westerners, mm -hmm. um, don't know anything about Mongolia. Yeah, you know, yeah. I know what I know about Mongolia from video games and movies <laughs> and it pretty much extends as far as Genghis Khan. That's yeah. true. I, I know a lot, well, a lot, whoa. I know about Mongolia mm. through the movie Mulan mm. and that's where I want to start. Actually, mm. Jigmidma, first I want to start with your beautiful, wonderful, unique name. Yeah. So I do want to <laughs> mention your name is very unique, you know, to the Western world, yeah. right? Your, your name is very unique to us. But interestingly, your name is very unique to Mongolia itself. Yes. <laughs> Aren't you the only Jigminma Bulbatar in all of Mongolia? Yeah, last time when I checked that statistics like institute, like everyone can put their name in it and mm -hmm. then to see how many people are having the same name as you. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know when was it like two years ago and then I checked it it was only one. <laughs> so that's me. Wow. <laughs> So your name, I've heard your naming system, your last name is your father's... Yes, her uh, name is... Sir, yeah, is your, is your father's, father's first name. name? My father's first name, yeah. That's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. So then every generation has a different yes. last name. Yeah. So my kids in the future will bear my husband's name mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for their surname. Is there like an ending that they add on or is it just your father's name? Oh, it's just the father's name. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's like... In Mongolian, like you would say, Baltpatrin Jigmitma. So Baltpatr i means like Baltpatr's Jigmitma. Oh, so it's like a term of belonging. That little yeah. bit in the end. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. But in um, huh. English way or in Western way, we put it like first your name mm -hmm. and then surname, right? But in Mongolia, you do it the yeah. other way. Yeah. Okay. And so men get the same, right? Men also yeah, yeah, get yeah. their father's yeah. name. Yeah. Okay. And what about your first name? What does it mean? And, and why did your parents give you that name? Yeah. It's, it's oh, I love my name so much. It um, is beautiful. Yeah. It's so meaningful because um, it's, first of all, it's Tibetan name. And a oh. lot of Mongolians, they do have Tibetan suffix or the whole name is actually from Tibet. Mm. And so Jigmit means um, brave 
and ma means mom or woman. And it's similar to like Sanskrit, like I think India,、mm-hmm. ma is also considered as a mother, translated as mother.、Mm-hmm. And it is in English too. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, yeah. true, true. Yeah. Yeah. Mommy, ma. Mm. <laughs> hey, yeah. ma, get off the dang roof. <laughs> so, yeah. So, my kids will call me like brave mom. <laughs> Come、beautiful. here. Like that. Yeah.、Aww. Yeah.、Very、And、cool. then this name was given by、um, the biggest monk in the Mongolia. So, so the so monks decide your name. Yeah. So,、oh. my. It's actually depending on your parents.、Okay. Sometimes they father want to choose, or mom want to choose, or、mm-hmm. their grandparents want to choose, or they want to do something like、um, kind of like lottery thing. Like they each family members write the name, you know, they would like to give it to the you know newborn kid,、uh-huh. and then all the names. Will like rolled and then put it in the rice and then you will shake the rice. Oh <laughs> no way! It's like a lucky draw. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. And then first,、wow. you know, paper which、yeah. like pop up. You take it and read it, and if the most of the family members are not happy with that, you can do it three times and、oh. then decide.、Wow. <laughs> I was just gonna say they could just、oh. keep on pulling it.、Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no, no.、Uh, I want another、yeah. name. She's just looking for her、yeah. own name. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, in my case, yeah, m- my parents didn't do that that way.、Uh, my father wanted to see my、um, grandfather's like friend who was actually monk in Mongolia of the monastery in the Ulaanbaatar, so the city of Ulaanbaatar. To clarify,、um, what religion is this?、Uh, Buddhism.、Mm. Buddhism.、Okay. Yeah. So、mm-hmm. I、cool. would say, ninety percent of the populations, you know, the people are Buddhist. Oh are really? You, are、yeah. you a Buddhist? I am Buddhist, and plus, I also do believe in shamanism. Yeah. Okay,、mm. and that's a big Mongolian tradition.、Yes. Shamanism's from Mongolia. Yeah. Is yeah. it really? Yeah, I know that from her. Wow! <laughs>、yeah. Could you tell me a little bit more about shamanism? The shamanism in Mongolia is more like connecting you to your ancestors. You know. Like the avatar, away. <laughs> <Yeah> . or like it's it's like spiritual thing. I would say、yeah. more spiritual thing. It's、mm. we don't call it religion.、Mm. We call it like spiritual kind of you know connect you to your nature, you know to your ancestor or something.、Mm. So there are like a few people like shamanist people.、Mm-hmm. They can they have this ability. And they practice it a lot, and then they can convert, like they can release their own sp- spirit from their body,、mm-hmm. and then they will invite the invite your ancestors, and then immediately, like they will talk in really ancient Mongolian language.、Mm. Like I've been there, and I was like. I、so you have、no、done、clue. this. Yes, I've、and、done this. And you've had the、yeah. ancestors inhabit your body. Yeah. And you spoke、yeah. oh. ancient Mongolian. Um. So, I asked that shamanism. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. and but that shamanist person, like in front of my eyes, like、All、she、right. changed it totally、oh, because、wow. she was, you know, rejecting her own spiritual mind.、Mm-hmm. I don't know where that spirit goes, but. She possessed by the another spirit,、mm-hmm. and then who tells and then give message to me.、Mm-hmm. But it's a, a very positive experience, right?、Mm, oh, can, can it go wrong? It can go wrong. Can it be scary? And yes, it、oh. it can be scary sometimes、well. if it's.、Um, that's kind of cool. Add the element of danger to、yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. So one time we were like in the middle of the nowhere. Like in the countryside, and it was totally dark. And then we made a fire, and then that shamanist、uh, were sitting there, and then they have their own stuff to start with. To it's like kind of looks like a dancing or、okay. like they doing. So that, they start、uh, doing like a dance dancing, kind of s- ceremony and then、thing. what they call drummer something like that. Oh, okay, right, yeah.、Very、to call、cool. that、uh, spirits, you can ask. Whatever you want to ask, and then they will answer and tell you what to do.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, could you tell us about like a, you know, what happens when things go wrong? 
is it like you know your ancestors may be really angry at you mm-hmm. or like why would it go wrong um because like this kind of stuff like really like um scary because once that because shamanist people they attract the other ghosts and spirits mm. things i see so bad kind of spirits or bad kind of ghosts will be wandering around that person mm-hmm. so that means also wandering around me mm-hmm. so which is a bit like scary and then also feels strange and then some people get sick after that or some um. people get a nightmare or some people mm. they um actually transport that kind of bad stuff with mm-hmm. themselves to their home or wow because mm. like the main thing after you have done that Um, that spiritual kind of connections like you should not look back mm. because once you look back it will come back to you okay so it's oh. gonna so, see you looking back yeah and the-, the shamanist people always say that well that's interesting because that goes into like some greek mythology as well right where like um i don't remember the story fully but i do remember like some people looked back oh, and they turned um, to stone this is what's the guy who played he was the best musician of all time orpheus yes it was orpheus and his he, he went down to hades and hades is like oh you can have because his girlfriend died mm-hmm. it's like you can have your girlfriend back mm. but what you got to do is you got to walk and play the lute or harp or whatever the fuck he played mm. and if you look back She's, she's staying with me in Hades. Oh, um, yeah. And so he's he's going up through Hades and yeah. he gets to the end and for some reason. Mm. For some reason my man Orpheus gets right to the end, right to the doorway of Hades. And he just turns around. Oh my gosh. And he says I'm going to call her I can't remember her name. Anyways, his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sees her and, and Hades is just like, "Nope." And he loses. You lost, so it's kind of like don't oh. look behind you, because yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. They will People in the ancient you. times did not like turning around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Moral of the story: Yeah, uh, don't turn around. <laughs> they, just, they play tricks on each other, like, "Hey, I'm right behind." Yeah. <laughs> like Tell a, the kids never look behind you. It's just like a movie, you know, scary yeah. movie, like yeah. run. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness, it's funny because we're recording this during Halloween. Yeah, you know, yeah spooky spooky season. Yeah. Yeah. You got a little spooky yes. ghost story yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so. I do want to ask back to my previous question. Yeah. The movie Milan. Have you seen that movie? And what um, do you think about it? Yeah, I I I mean, I know the cartoon. It was really famous <laughs> when mm. I was a kid and mm. then yeah, just recent Milan, I think. Yeah, I watched it, but I didn't pay much attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I just let them play it. But um I I've heard that Mulan was not actually like, you know, original like Chinese woman warrior or something. Okay. I heard that um she was from one of the from like uh, nomadic countries, um nomadic mm. tribes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um not sure whether she was Mongolian or or like different tribes. I don't know. Yeah, I guess Mong- Mongolia and China wouldn't really have been countries yeah, back then. Yeah, and right? that's so it was kind of like yeah. Oh. So the Mulan's time, they they were um, showing that like it's way before the Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's um okay. it's our great great ancestor that Hunus Empire, you mm-hmm. know, and he he actually yeah conquering that empire that time, and then yeah in the in that movie it's. It's just shown that um, Mulan was actually defeating the China and mm-hmm. then winning over the Mongolian Mongolians, you know, the ancestor, yeah. big ancestor. So you think they reversed it? I think ah. the history. Yeah, I think so. And then it's it's way too much exaggerated. Even like right. I watched the Marco Polo on Netflix. Oh yeah, with uh, Kublai Khan. Kublai Khan. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what is, what is that about? I've never seen it. So it's about Marco Polo, you know, the Italian guy yes, who was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go to China yeah, slash, and yeah. at the time China was controlled by Genghis Khan's, yeah. say grandson? Grandson, yes. Khan, Sorry, yes. Uh, who was also a very, very famous uh, yeah. leader. He was like a really big yeah. leader. Mm, yeah. um, and it's the show is about kind of him going there. And obviously they've never yeah. seen white boys before and white boys <laughs> have never been to uh, China before. And so it's like that clash of cultures type thing. Yeah. It's a fascinating topic. Yeah. And yeah. that is also apparently how... Ice cream made it back to Europe. <laughs> and we all eat ice cream to this day. 
Because Marco Polo. Marco Polo, apparently he brought, mm. Kubla, he saw um, Kublai Khan in his court all eating ice cream. Mm. He's mm-hmm. like, what is that? Yeah. And he mm. tried some and he's like, this is amazing. Mm. And he brought it back. I don't blame to, him. Yeah, he brought mm. it back. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. that's what the internet tells me. That's uh-huh. true. I, um, Just before the show, <laughs> yeah. Harry looked it up. And apparently, ice cream was ice cream? invented in Yeah, Mongolia. apparently, Mongolia, it's like kind of like, it's so old, they're not sure if it was Mongolia or <laughs> just the areas around it in China, yeah. but it's like from there. And yeah, you guys really nailed that one. Not yeah. gonna lie. You yeah. guys did a great job. There is another really famous Mongolian movie um, on Genghis Khan. Oh. It's called Mongol. And it was, it's about 10 years old and I've seen it and it's really good. And mm. it's, it, I think it's in Mongolian mm. and uh, it was really popular globally. Mm. Have you seen that movie? No. Oh, well, you really, I think it's, I, I think, think you I would have. enjoy it a lot because it's very pro-Mongolian I, empire. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are quite many movies made yeah. by the Russians. Or... I think this was a Russian guy. Yeah, I, I, it was I think the, I heard about it. was quite high. Uh, yeah. Production yeah, yeah, yeah. value. Yeah. It was yeah, pretty yeah. well shot. I've definitely shot. heard of the movie. It's yeah. Yeah. pretty famous yeah. in Russia. It's good. Yeah. It's actually yeah. like really? not I've never bad. Seen it. It, you know, there's a channel called SBS in Australia, mm. and they show a lot of um, late night. They show a lot of foreign movies, yeah. and it was one they would always show. Yeah, and it was like I was always down for it because it was so good. <laughs> oh, no way. So good. It was. Gr- there's some great scenes in it. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. So Check it out. Speaking of Genghis Khan, yeah. um. How does Mongolia see him now? You know, do you mm. see him as this huge, wonderful um, warrior? Like, mm. you know, how how do you see him? Yeah, I think all of us we respect Genghis Khan because mm. he is mm. our king, yeah. and who... and in some cases, grandpa. Yeah, grandpa. In, in probably many. <laughs> I would call him though. like my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because he, you know, united all other like you know that um, tribes nomadic tribes mm-hmm. um, under the one roof under the one umbrella right so um, because in the 13th century they were always like non-stop like fighting mm. winning over other tribes and stealing the woman you know mm-hmm. the stuff happening and then um, so the Genghis Khan from my perspective I think he he saw that these things should stop and then be united under one roof. Yeah, he really unified. Yeah, unifying yeah. all other things. And then and then I think he was trying to have a peace and then having, you know, one good nation. Mm-hmm. So that's why we respect him a lot. Mm-hmm. And then not only he uni- uni- united us and he also brought so many like new ideas that were actually ahead of the time like technology mm-hmm. and you know global trades like because like the the speaking of the marco polo like how he transferred the ice cream from mongolia mm-hmm. to europe like silk road mm-hmm. so some of the people they know about silk roads mm-hmm. or pax mongolica so pax mongolica means like a piece it's like a dominant method of transportation mm-hmm. and okay. then um, they want to make sure that all the trades you know uh, assuring that greater safety and security okay. in traveling right. um, so during that Pax Mongolica yep. and European Americans like Marco Polo and those people they okay. made their way from Europe to China through the Mongolia mm-hmm. all right. so so they'd set up this massive yeah, land mass that yeah, they control yeah. and then they're like right yeah. we, we need a trade yeah. a yeah. trade route that yes. goes through it yeah. we need to protect it yes we need to protect um, that route we mm-hmm. need to ensure that everyone is safe traveling through you know so yeah so very I think progressive. yeah very very and mm-hmm. then he was I think from my perspective he was really organized he innovative mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. in so yeah. many ways yeah. he also from what i heard was actually very uh open to other people kind of ruling themselves and kind exactly. of you know he'd invade them yeah. saves him doing it yeah. <laughs> so like he'd easier. invade them mm-hmm. but as long as they pay taxes yeah. they could practice their own religion yeah. they could have yeah. their own cultures exactly. they could continue their own traditions yes. like yeah. he didn't care yeah. as long as you paid your taxes yeah. Yeah, don't mm. rival him. Yeah, like rival him against yeah. him. Yeah. Like, don't kill any single person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Only he can do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because, yeah, let's face it, when people didn't agree to his rules, he just straight up eradicated them. <laughs> because, yeah. like, 
he you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> is what I, that's how I put that's it. like what makes a good invader his yeah. goal was not like uh, invading other mm. countries and killing mm. the people and then you know making emperor from yeah. my perspective he yeah. was trying to you know be really diplomatic mm. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. first of all he sent his diplomatic people to uh, let's see um i don't know china mm. um, but i mean is his diplomacy surrender or die because <laughs> like that's it. I know what it's so it feels like is that really diplomatic <laughs> first they want to make trades okay so it's about so, trade yeah mm. so they want to send that people okay we would like to buy these things and then yep. maybe reverse you have to give us you provide us these things or something like that mm-hmm. but some countries in that time they were like oh we are above all other countries but he wasn't like medi- making decision okay we're gonna go and then you know kill the all the people no but that's not did, the exactly do a lot of that but a lot of that happens after after a lot of like ignorance and then also there were like so many incidents that um like people uh, the countries you mm-hmm. know they don't want to cooperate with mongols and then they kill that diplomatic people yeah and they send their heads to Genghis Khan. yeah like in that movie 300 and then he yeah. will like how <laughs> come true. you kill the innocent people how come yeah the diplomats are rep- yeah. representing mongolia so <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah in the history like in our history it's um what's the reason or why these things happen and then we're trying to see these things from Genghis Khan's you know perspective Um, so that's why this time I would say not many people see him as a like killer or you know in in Mongolia like in Mongolia I'm I'm really curious actually because Mongolia at the time if we go back to uh, like the I think it's like the 13th century Mm -hmm, when he was mm -hmm. around right if we go back there Mongolia is kind of a group of disparate tribes yes and he united the tribes yes but then my question becomes you have all these countries that are not groups of disparate tribes they tend to be like countries you know Mm -hmm. what I mean nation states and he kind of just rolls along and seems to just be unstoppably taking over these countries Mm. do you know how he did that like what did he actually do what was so different about the way the mongolians operated that allowed them to take over these countries Mm. so Mm. easily because Mm. they seemed to be nigh unstoppable until he died right yeah 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 and and it's like so but why is that (laughs) Um. because that's 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 kind of amazing (laughs) yeah exactly what was his battle tactic Yeah. (laughs) yeah in the history um yeah he was pointed out as the biggest smartest like military person mm-hmm. his like military expansion had mm. unified the, the tribes of mongolia first yeah. mm-hmm. and then um after like he was elected and acclaimed as the leader so of he mongolia. was elected yes that's interesting oh wow yes yes he was elected because <laughs> yeah all the Mongols, they see the power. They see that, um, yeah. you know, in in Genghis Khan. Mm-hmm. So he's the true, like, leader. He, yeah. So that's why people selected him. And then um, in the that century, like, in the process of the conquering these various tribes in the region, also, like, other tribes, you know, mm. like, tribal society, they come and then they they were seeking Genghis Khan, and they were telling Genghis Khan, "We heard about you, and then yeah. you are trying to make a peace, and you don't kill the people unless they kill they're asking for yours, mm. yeah. you know." And so they were like, "Okay, we wanna be united with you. I think we're gonna be safe with you, mm-hmm. and we're gonna follow your rules." And okay. then I think he gained a lot of trust of other people, mm-hmm. so that's why his um you know military and other expansion was really going really really fast yeah and i've read a lot about um and you probably be able to shed some light on this because Mm. you've told me this continues to this day but mongols have a real uh affinity for horses Mm. and horse riding Mm. and you have particular breeds of horses in mongolia (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you can tell me something about that Horses. Yeah, horses. <laughs> I've seen. Yeah. I've seen. I've seen yeah. you riding horses. <laughs> yeah, we love horses. Yeah. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's um, 
like I can't describe the words if you just ride a horse in the middle of nowhere in the countryside in the Mongolia. Can you imagine it's just a turn of blue sky above you and then open huge land and then you will be surrounded by the livestock, wild animals, no buildings, no cars, you know. It's only you and your horses. And then you're riding your horses through this landscape. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how it's beautiful and peaceful? Yeah. We respect and love our horses. Mm-hmm. Um, they look a little bit tiny. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They look smaller than regular yes, horses. Yes, they're smaller than your horses. Oh, yeah. Horses <laughs> like I've seen the horses in Australia. Yeah, they're the like, ones. oh, my God, it's huge. <laughs> yeah. It's tall. And is that because I've heard that when the Mongol army marched, mm. each person had two horses. Yes. And they yeah. had two horses and they would swap so they could yes. ride basically ah. through the night and yes, through the day. Yes, exactly. And they were tiny little horses. Yes. But they, were, they would just ride them constantly yes. and swap yeah. horses. Yeah. And, and the tiny, smaller horses, yeah. they're fast. Yeah. And, and so the Mongols would arrive yes. before anyone expected yeah. them to be yes. there. It's, I think this smart mm. military techniques of Chinggis Khan like, you know, each warrior has at least two horses and then yeah. you ride your horses and then after some, of course, the horse will get exhausted mm. and then you switch to another horses mm-hmm. and then let the another horses take a, you know, yeah. rest. Yeah. yeah. So it's really a smart way. So it's, that's I why. Mean, it's very clever. And then, oops, sorry. <laughs> and then also like, um, I mean, still now, like Mongols, they even take a nap while they're riding horses. Have a sleep. Yeah. And do you still learn archery uh, to this day? I would like to learn archery. Do people still do it? Yes. In Mongolia? It's, very, it's fairly common. Yeah. You will so see cool. during the Naran Festival in July, which is yep. our the biggest, biggest festival. Mm-hmm. So it's a three like sports like happening. So it's yep. archery and horse racing and then wrestling. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting. I love the women. They do archery. No way. It's really interesting. And then one day, I think I will learn that. <laughs> it's so different yeah. to, mm-hmm. to, to any yeah. other upbringing I've ever yeah. heard of. Yeah. And then also there's still some people, like we call them stunts. Um, yeah, they okay. they are specialized in being stunt in the movies and doing this like ah. adventure, really tricky things. Um, yeah. You know, and Mongolian stunts are known really well for like riding a horse. And while they're riding a horse, they can do archery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's incredible. Another fascinating, I'm sorry, I'm getting kind of into my own thing. Here, but <laughs> another really cool thing that I've seen about Mongolia mm. is the eagle hunters. Mm. Do you know anything? Can you shed some light on the eagle hunters? Because I've seen <laughs> this and I think it's just the coolest thing yeah. in the world. Yeah. 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 And, uh, did you watch Human Planet? <laughs> I, I don't think I have. I've seen oh, this. They on talked U- about the oh, did they really? eagle hunters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That like they train their children from yeah. it, and like the children have to go and find yeah. the baby. The baby eagle. eagles. Yeah. But the most beautiful thing is that they let the eagles go after. Yes. Yeah. yes. Like they don't keep them as pets. Yeah. They're, they're yeah, like exactly. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm like totally bulldozing over. But can you mm. please tell us more about the eagle yeah. hunting? Yeah. Um, I I don't know eagle hunting very mm-hmm. well, but okay. um, western side of Mongolia, we have like minority level of them, Kazakh people. Mm-hmm. Their like main, you know, thing is this eagle hunting as mm-hmm. well. And also other like um, tribes of Mongolians, they do eagle hunting still mm-hmm. now and wow. they do competition every year. And um, it's really, really amazing. I've been to one competition that happened nearby the capital city. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. all the eagle hunters, they gathered. And then on the top of the mountain, they go there by the horses. And then somehow owners say something. And then eagles fly away. Mm-hmm. And then rabbits or rodents or something thrown away. And then owners say something. And then the eagle hunting it's really incredible like if anybody hasn't watched human planet especially that specific episode you've got to it is so beautiful i was just thinking from like an evolutionary perspective because they just let the eagles go after like a year or two Mm. right is that eagle like super extremely fit and is just getting all the Mm. ladies if it's a male (laughs) eagle yeah because it's eating so well yeah exactly (laughs) it's eating so well it knows how to hunt really well like yeah yeah so it's kind of tradition within that specific tribes and mm-hmm. then usually the men of that each every household they teach the skills to their sons especially sons but nowadays people they don't mind the gender 
So that's cool. if the girl wants to learn that, how to hunt it. Yeah, you know, ladies. What Eagle I mean? hunting yes. is for everybody. Yeah. So even I think there is a really famous documentary about that um, eagle hunting girls. Oh. Girl wow. in the uh, western side of Mongolia. Wow. I think it was Very on cool. BBC or something. Um, okay. So that's the western Mongolian people. Yeah. But I was wondering if you could tell us about some stereotypes about Mongolian people generally. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really a tricky question. Like, that is a million-dollar question. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd love to know because most people have never met a Mongolian. Yeah. You were the first Mongolian. <laughs> I was going to say, how about Harry and I tell us you our stereotypes of Mongolians? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you obviously correct us because yeah. I'm going to assume yeah. that yeah. we're going to do that. Uh, blonde hair, wise. <laughs> um, so, for example, from Russia, yeah, right. Um, just being born and raised in Russia, like we see Mongolia. So, in Eastern Russia, yeah. right, where kind of Mongolia is underneath there, out mm. to the east, hiding underneath. Yeah, <laughs> we have a lot of tribes mm. that actually came up from Mongolia, yes. right? Yeah. And, and we have a lot of people related to Mongolia. Mm. Mm. And I mean, we ha- Russia has a mix of people, right? We're mm. not just not everybody's white, mm. blonde sort of thing. Mm. Some people are very, well, let's say, more Asian. Yes, yeah. Right? I mean, it yeah. extends into Asia. Exactly. So it it totally exten- exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it's part of an yeah. Asian continent. There's people called Buryatsky right? people. Buryat. Yes. There's tons of different indigenous yeah. people yeah. in Russia, um, and so that's very similarly to how we see Mongolia mm. and. For example, like we know you have a different dialect and there's yes. tribes yes. Or, or indigenous people in Russia that have a totally different, different. dialect. Mm. Like we cannot understand them. It's, yes. it's completely different. Yeah. And so it's very similar to how we see those indigenous people mm. is then how we also see Mongolians. Yeah. I can I can imagine that you're very different from mm. the indigenous people to, you know, with Mongolia. Um, but yeah, we very much like... Especially coming back from like the Soviet Union and mm. stuff, you know, it's like you kind of see Mongolia as like kind of a part of, of the country as well, but mm. like in, in a good way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially talking mm. like about that now in 2020. Russia's <laughs> territorial. Like, yeah. Climbs. Like I don't mean that in, in you know, an invasion sort mm. of yeah. way. But yeah, in yeah, like yeah. a um, brotherhood type Exactly. Mm. Yeah. In kind of a brother. Like we've never, it's kind of similar with like Russia and Kazakhstan. Mm. Very mm. kind of close bond, you yeah. know, Russia and Mongolia, very close bond mm. is how it's interpreted in Russia. Maybe not to all Russians. Mm. I don't know. I'm just speaking from my own personal experience. Yes. I'm just yeah. speaking from, you know, my yeah. own. Um, and then in my family, we also have the Tatar people. Yes. Tatar people, Yeah, Tatar right? people, yeah. And, but there is where there's some, like, controversy, mm-hmm. right? So I, just the way that my family looks, some of my family looks, mm. I thought we were Mongolian. Mm. I thought we were Asian and that we were Mongolian, mm. right? Mm. And then they're like, no, no, but we're Tatar. Mm. And I was like, okay, but isn't that just descendants of Mongolians? And then I got schooled. Really? <laughs> like, I got schooled. They're like, no, we, like, it's a whole different um, descendancy. <laughs> like, it's totally different people. Like, it's Damn. a more ancient, it's also an ancient tribe. It's yep. like, you know, so instead of being like, you know, the Mongols and then the Tatar, mm. it was like Mongols and Tatar at the same time. So mm. it's like parallel uh, evolution yeah. sort of, I think. Nomadic right? also. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's, so yeah, you know, as a child, I got schooled on that mm. and I was very much aware mm. that it's like, okay, no, no, the Tatar are our own Russian people. Mm. Like, oh. How dare you? Ah, <laughs> oh my gosh. I really hope my family is listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it's seen, mm. how it's seen mm. in Russia. You know, it's a very yeah, like yeah. well-respected country where mm. we know you know, we're neighboring countries mm. and if you kind of cross the border, you know you'll be welcomed just as much as Mongolian people crossing into the border in mm. Russia will, will be welcomed. Mm. Like, mm. W- there's there's very similar cultures in terms of, like, yes. um, hospitability mm. Mm. and, you know... Um, they share an alphabet? Yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, they do. We do share an alphabet, but the way that you write your, your words yes. is... An enigma to me. Yes. Because for, so you, you use the alphabet, but you put so many consonants mm-hmm. in one word that I'm like, I'm not sure how to read this. Like, uh, it literally, it doesn't make sense if I try to read it in Russian. Mm. Like, I can read Greek. Yes. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And I really? can, I can yeah. kind of like get, get, guess. 
Or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can kind of guess the yeah. premise. But mm. with Mongolian, even mm. though I can read the letters, they yeah. don't make sense because yes. I'm sitting there just going... <laughs> like, it's just constant. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I guess it's understand. like me reading French. And I'm like, it's but not the same even. alphabet. But it, I it would be like, uh, like what's a very consonant heavy language? Because even with French, like you can kind of like you can read it, but yeah, for them, they like in Mongolia, they change some of how the letters sound. Yeah, oh, do you know? Oh, yeah, exactly. That. So like, even though the letters yeah. are Cyrillic, mm. they sound different mm. from how we would sound. Yeah. but that's because you actually adapted the Cyrillic. Yes. Um, during the Soviet Union, yeah, right. You had yes. your own alphabet. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you ever learn the old alphabet of Mongolia? Yeah, we studied uh, our traditional script, Uyghur, Uyghur Pichik, um, in the early like. That's from- insane. I'm sorry. It's so cool when yeah. you speak Mongolian. To me, it sounds like it's like in the back of the throat yes. language. Yeah. You know? this I've never heard Mongolian. That was really beautiful, Jigmin Ma. <laughs> Thank you. It was it, it was really beautiful. Yeah. Thanks a lot for this opportunity again. Uh, of Anytime. course. Of course. Anytime. It's my first, first podcast ever. I mean, technically, it's your second time. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> technically, yeah, it's second you one. On, yeah. On you are <laughs> the only person yeah. to be a second time guest oh, oh my recording. God. Mm. Yeah. That is how special yeah. you are. I like to be the first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> first Mongolian? Yes. Definitely Probably the last. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you are number one, just generally. Yeah. 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 If I had a kid, I'm going to call it your name. And then be like, haha, you're not the only one now. <laughs> no, no, you have to put it in rice first, though. That's, that's the only oh, yeah. way to do it. I'll just put it in rice, but yeah. I'll do it just 10 times. Like, what will it be? And put it in the rice. Like, oh, it's Jigmidba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are the chips? Three out of three. Yeah. And then I'll eat the rice. Delicious, oh, delicious yeah. meal after you've decided your child's name. Exactly. Very practical. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Jigmin Ma, so we know that this is a visual, sorry, it's not, it's an audio yeah. podcast, yes. but you're wearing some really beautiful traditional yeah. Mongolian clothing. Yay, and you. you got us some Mongolian yeah. clothing. We're all wearing yes. Mongolian yes. clothes. Yes, we're all in black. I want you to describe what you're wearing mm. and tell us the significance of what you're wearing, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah, so my, I'm wearing my traditional dress costume called the Dell. We call it Dell. Like the computer? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, LL. <laughs> but not double L, it's double E. Deal. Ah. So, yeah. yeah, we would pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, okay. But the but pr- Del. pronunciation mm. is quite similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I, I'm starting to get the too many consonants thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's, starting to, yeah. it's starting to come through. <laughs> so, I'm wearing a black color mm-hmm. um yeah. i feel like i'm a warrior today Yay. you look like one look, i was saying to the you to mm. this to you before it yeah. looks like it could take mm. a hit from a knife it's yeah. just yeah. it's very yeah. i don't know how to describe it it looks almost like le- i know it's not leather but it looks yeah. like it's uh, it's made of mm. this yeah milk. it looks tough though yeah, yeah. it looks very re- yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah. I, I just feel like it looks very yeah. Something they'd wear on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. Exactly. Something they would wear on Game of Thrones. Yes. You look like a Game of Thrones character. Yes, you definitely do. You guys will try to post our pictures. Yeah, oh yeah, yes, hundred yeah. percent. You can follow me on Instagram. Yep. We do not have a Convos Instagram, mm-hmm. um, but you can follow me on Instagram ITS STASI, yep. and we will be posting beautiful Jigmidma yeah, and outfit. our amazing yeah. um, souvenirs from Mongolia. Because you, you bought me this T-shirt. shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it has a lot of Mongolian script on it. Yeah, but I'm not is... sure <laughs> In, what uh, I'm what walking around wearing. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly does this say? And this is Mongolian, like ancient Mongolian script. Because yes. this isn't Cyrillic. No, yeah. this is, yeah. which this is, is like, I can't read yeah. Cyrillic. This Cyrillic would our... be, ju- but this is like a step further away. That's <laughs> true, yeah. So this is our traditional script, yeah. and by the way, we uh, so you, write yeah. up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very it's Japanese, totally different. right? Uh, I don't know. Because Japanese, Japanese write up and down. Up You're and down. outside of my sphere of expertise. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> yeah, really I don't hope know. Uh, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think so. I, I think so. I think, I think so. Or at least yeah. ancient Japanese yeah. writes, writes yeah, up I think and down. So. But anyways, so yeah. yeah, tell us about Harry. So Shirt. it's rise up and down. And it's uh, one of the facts about our Mongolian Uyghur uh, Pichik, the script is... It's really, really like you know, time saving, mm. especially for those like the the messenger or warriors. Okay. When they were still riding the horse, they can also ride while they're riding the horse. Oh, multi So yeah, 
This is like I don't know, like how to describe or you know tell in English. They almost look like um, lassos, yeah. like cowboys would do back in the day. Yeah, and then like each word doesn't have any gap. Like for example, in our like language, like we do have a space, right? The gap between mm. the each alphabet, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But Mongolian's um, um, traditional script doesn't have a. You know any gap? So that's so what's you, this thing. So you have to write according to a gap. So this that gap is between the word. Okay. Two words, right? Oh, so, oh, so, so it's almost letters. like cursive. Yeah, cursive. It's cursive. Oh, so it's like so, up and down cursive. Yeah, yeah. up and down and cursive. And within each that specific word, I'm mm-hmm. just saying there's no gap. Right. So yep. the pen shouldn't be yeah. off. So you never take yeah, unless I the see, word yeah. changes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ah. So yeah. that's so. why it's really you know time saving and then like a lot of people can read it. Mm-hmm. Even like that person has a really handwriting like me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> they can still understand it okay. back in time. So um yeah, that's one of the really interesting facts about our traditional script. Oh. Mm-hmm. So what what horses. was written in there was actually sayings um, by the Genghis Khan. Oh. oh, so okay. one of his quote is like he was saying, uh, "Surrender or die." <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Sur- <laughs> if you give me your women, <laughs> no, no. If you, if someone mess with her, you would die. <laughs> it's written on his T-shirt. No, no, no I'm joking. Um, so it's written like that. Chinggis has the quotes. Yep. He said that um, if I have to suffer. Let me suffer, but okay. only if I can save my country. Right. You know, oh. noble suffering. Yeah. So this kind of thing. Bit of a martyr. Yeah. Uh, calm. Yeah, mm. because like he calm. always puts his, uh, you know, nations first, mm-hmm. all the people first, mm-hmm. his people first, and then his body, his, you know, peace and everything is the second place. Yeah. yeah. So he can suffer. He can, you know, sac- protect the people mm-hmm. of his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've always seen Harry as very sacrificial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not for great reasons. So, Harry, you have uh, to not sacrifice gonna, yourself for no, the worms. <laughs> I don't for, for the PhD. I, I do not see myself as a Genghis Khan figure. To be honest with you, I feel like a lot of differences. <laughs> like I would say, he yeah, was, okay. yeah, he was trying to bring the yeah. the peace, but somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, t- people. Some people the they sword. don't agree. No, so, and then so you have to kill them. <laughs> revenge yeah. is revenge a big thing yeah. in Mongolia? Mm. Uh, I mean, this time. Today, these days, uh, a lot of people are thinking about revenge, vengeance. I would say people get angry easily, but they mm. they will not hold that crutch. Is oh. it crutch, right? Grudge, yes, yeah, that's they don't do that. Mongolians are actually like I don't know why people think like Mongolians as we're really cruel or really dangerous people I don't understand back to stereotype back to stereotypes I think it's we because are not after Mulan yeah. I'm not gonna lie I watched that as a child Genghis Khan scared the shit out of me yeah. he looked like a Is terrifying he... monster well, in well, Mulan I haven't seen it I actually haven't seen what? it what? you haven't this seen? Thing. Like you, you, it was amazing because you, you knew a lot about Mongolia growing up yeah in Australia man we do not know a thing oh, fair like enough. there is no yeah. There is no, we know nothing about yeah. Mongolia. We're not taught about Mongolia. Yeah. Mm. Um, the only way I knew through Mong- about Mongolia was literally through video games in which you'd play as the Mongols. I what what video games? Like Age of Empires oh. and things like that. That was the only way okay, I knew okay. about Mongolia. They do not, like, I had no preconceptions about Mongolia. Yeah. Nothing. I knew nothing before I met you. Mm. So all my stereotypes on yep. Mongolian people are just. Based on you. So, <laughs> oh, Harry, do I you mind telling hear. us your stereotypes yeah, um, in Mongolia? Um, very spiritual. Very, mm-hmm. a very spiritual people. Mm-hmm. Um, funny. Very, uh, very interesting. Very interesting people. <laughs> like, just different. Really? Just very different. To, very to, proud is it to be Mongolian. Good way? Super proud. Oh, yeah. Definitely <laughs> in a good way. Um, but... Just so foreign. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. totally, mm. completely different. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I would say. It's just in, in an interesting way. Right. But um, I mean, how did you, when you, when you first came to Australia, 
2019, August 5th. Mm. August 5th. <laughs> <laughs> What did you, I mean, how was that for you? Was that your first, because you'd been to America previously? Yeah, I've been to several countries before. Yeah. Um, I've been to um, Russia part. Mm -hmm. Okay. And China, of course. Yep. And I've been to Austria, Austria mm. and then, Obviously. yes, when wow, I well was a teenager. And then I've been to Denver, uh, Westminster, Colorado twice. Yeah. And India. In India. Yes. Like you yeah. have a master's. No, no, no. Bachelor's. Bachelor's. Yes. My apologies. Oh, you study in yes. India. Yes. I studied three years. I spent three years in wow. India. What did you study in India? What do you think? Uh, <laughs> economics. <laughs> uh, chemistry. Yeah, economics Yay, and chemistry. Correct? Chemistry and zoology botany. Zoology and botany. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, so what are your impressions of Australia when you first came here? I'm curious to know. Um, I felt like it's really, really positive environment. And because like people do smile. I really like it. People smile here. We're all about smiling. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Love to smile. Slavs do not smile. Do they really not smile? No. What's the deal? Is it just too cold? We don't make eye contact and we don't smile because everyone has their own life. What the hell are you doing looking at my life? <laughs> we don't smile. Interesting. Yeah, and um, I feel like, yeah, Australians are really easygoing people. And friendly. Mm -hmm. they keep, keep it coming. <laughs> <laughs> keep, uh, the keep stereotypes following. of Australia. Yeah, yeah. And I feel really safe here. Yeah. So mm. and I really love it, Australia. And I always like imagined how Australia would be like this. Mm -hmm. Because like since my childhood, I watched Australia just on the television. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you know a lot about Australia in Mongolia? Uh, we like about the history or I mean not history because I don't know that much about Australian <laughs> history but I mean about the nation itself like did you like what did you know yeah we mostly like Australia is known as like a koala kangaroo like wild animals <laughs> yeah. right and we always like you know know about these things like on the television learn these things on yeah. the, through the television the classics yeah mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then poisonous spiders and yeah. snakes right. Of course. You yeah. might die. Venomous. <laughs> yeah. Um, Venomous. So you, when you were in Mongolia, you worked in the Gobi Desert. Yes. What were you, what, what did you, so the Gobi Desert is a massive desert yes. in Mongolia, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Really cool landscape. Yeah. What were you doing there? Um, I was so lucky that I was part of the brick project that was funded by the Denver Zoo. Oh, okay. And then I got opportunity to collect my data for my first master in Mongolia. And yep. then I was uh, doing mostly like insects, diversity, you so know, you, abundance. you're an insect guy. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So talking more about the past, mm -hmm. but not too far past. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is life like in Mongolia? And what was it like growing up in Mongolia? Yeah. So Did you get to eagle hunt? <laughs> you know, mm. go on horse. Are you an eagle lady? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not. <laughs> I'm a horse woman. <laughs> you know what? That's pretty cool too. <laughs> yeah, I was actually raised in just a normal family, and um, I was born and raised in the capital city, Ulaanbaatar. And I think it was like early '90s, like after socialist period. Um, I feel like the Ulaanbaatar especially was much more clean and much more organized. We used to spot the wild animals in the city. Wow. So what kind of? Yeah. Like deers, yeah. marmots. Yeah. And it was beautiful that time. But um, like modern capital city is not great. I am not happy with that because like uh, modern capital city of Ulaanbaatar is facing uh, one of the biggest issues like air pollution. Oh, so it's okay. affecting a lot of households and kids and they're, it's causing a lot of like, you know, health problems. What mm. causes this air pollution It's cold problem? because like Kapta city sits in the valley. So it's surrounded by mm -hmm. the big, big mountains. So once we experience like harsh winter, like every yurt, yurt is like our traditional gear. So they, they fire that they, they use the coal. Mm. So a lot of like smokes. Like okay, so the in winter they're freezing cold in their yeah. yurts surrounding yeah. the city, so yeah. they burn coal. Yeah. But then that creates a smog which doesn't leave because yes. you're in a valley, exactly. And then you have yeah. this horrible yeah, exactly. pollution problem. Yes. Oh. So 
um, that's why it's one of the challenges we have been facing. Getting a lot of like cars and traffics and mm-hmm. these times. I mean, I would say the, the, the worst like traffic jam in the world is in the UP, like in Ulaanbaatar. Oh my God. Really? You were stuck three hours, you know? Wow. How many people are in this city? Uh, it's just nearly like 1.4 or some million people. So it's not a huge city, it's but they have huge, massive yeah. traffic. I wonder yeah. it's like how many people per square meter. Mm. Yeah. Because maybe that will they give us an idea They just don't have many crowd. roads or some shit? The, it's just the, you know, the structure itself it's is poorly built. Is poorly built and then, you know, not organized or very well. Yeah, okay. Right. I imagine, I mean, because I imagine Ulaanbaatar was settled way before mm. the invent of like modern cars. And, mm. and so, so maybe it's just not laid out mm. for that. Yeah. Like in the way, the way that Sydney <laughs> is very poorly laid out. Yeah. Some parts of Sydney. Yeah. But it's like that with like a lot of European countries yeah. as well. Like, it's just like yeah, not built for cars. They were just prepared. Just yeah, not prepared yeah. because exactly. they didn't know that existed. No, they didn't yeah. know. And also, like a lot of people migrating from countryside to capital city, mm-hmm. like in of seeking course, of, yeah. of okay. course, yeah. like better education, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. better luxury lifestyle. Yeah. But from my perspective, luxury lifestyle is not in the city. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. the real luxury st- lifestyle is in the countryside. Mm-hmm. Right. But grass is always greener. Yeah. Right? That modern. Mongolians are quite different from the people in the countryside, mm. like in the way of their lifestyle and the way how they dress. Like you will see a lot of kids wearing a Nike Adidas, yeah. like Westernized, supreme, like very Westernized. Russian, yes. if I may add, very like <laughs> Adidas grills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like some foreigners, like some of my friends, they came to UB and they were surprised. Like they were like, "Oh my gosh, Jiggy, I, I." Didn't know that you guys like wear used like luxury brands uh-huh. and then like drive the nice cars. It's like, oh my god, you still think we're still riding a horse in yeah. the city? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not like that. It's mm-hmm. opposite. Like if you see, like if you compare the lifestyle in the city and versus the like in the country, it's totally opposite. Right. Yeah. Like in the countryside. It's so clean, areas so poor, yeah. yeah. No traffic, even there is no road. But speaking of the road, it's so funny. When you travel in the countryside in remote places, there are so many paths. I mean, it's not like paved roads, but paths. But paths. Oh. And then, no GPS, no Google Map. So you have <laughs> to trust your drivers, Mongolian drivers, okay. and then see where that roads will take you. I'm not going to lie. This sounds very much like rural Australia, like going out into the Mm. desert at some point. Literally, the roads just stop. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, like I remember being quite lost. And then, like you said, there's no GPS. There's no Google Maps. There's nothing. There's no road. Like the roads are difficult to distinguish from road versus like somebody's front yard yeah. <laughs> yeah and i couldn't know i'm like am yeah. i on somebody's ro- like yeah. am i on a road or yeah. am i literally on somebody's property yeah. i don't know because it's all just dirt yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just it's australia it's just once you hit the dirt it's dirt for another several thousand kilometers exactly yeah, it. yeah, yeah it's yeah. not and, it's not as nice yeah. as rural mongolia probably yeah. <laughs> so i would like to say like for those like people who wants you know seek adventures mm-hmm. um yeah do stuff i would say just come and visit mongolia because the most scary the most funny you know the most like adventure thing you will see and you will experience would be like in remote mongolia and then speaking of that road is funny like i actually quite the fan of the the dr carl so i my only podcast i listen to in australia is that science with dr carl and conversations with cording yeah you come on here but i'm sorry that dr carl podcast. is the first number one, uh, one competitor I'm sorry, who, I'm sorry who's dr carl <laughs> is this familiar in his episode one of his episodes he mentioned about his how he was like traveling in mongolia mm-hmm. and the funny thing is like they they got lost in the countryside in the middle of nowhere. But the thing is, Dr. Carl asked the driver, did we get lost? And then the, the driver said, no, the road was lost. <laughs> <laughs> so not like I you guys were lost. I hate when roads do that. They don't go yeah, where you want to. Because it's funny, like 
usually driver take the one road, like a big road, like a uh, main road, yeah. main road, mm-hmm. and then it suddenly split into two or three roads, mm-hmm. the paths. Yeah. Just at the same time, yeah. just to fuck and with you. And bear in mind, there's no sign, nothing. So you have to maybe trust the drivers and the drivers have to trust the instincts mm-hmm. and then see what will happen. And then <laughs> you will just see that road is not taking you anywhere and then the road is no. So you have to so you take a can't... turn or so you have you to take this, a different path. Bring a lot of petrol and spare tires yeah. because you'll go down yes, a lot exactly. of Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing. Make petrol. sure you have uh, enough petrol yeah. leg and then also the tires because like you will know yeah. like how Tire much Yeah, like All some right. people they got lost in the country like you know finding the one mm. place a final destination like in yeah. spending in 3 or 4 hours. And it's not like in But good in, thing yeah. Good thing you will survive because, like, eventually you will see random household in mm. Mongolia, yeah. and then they will like, oh my god, this kid must be hungry, and then they will feed you, they invite you, they will feed you a lot. Even you are trying to explain you are vegetarian, they will not understand. They will like, why you're not eating? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I probably yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. And they <laughs> let you stay in their home. Even yeah. you're a stranger. The people in the countryside are really kind. They let oh. you stay mm-hmm. at their household yeah. they, in the yurt. Yeah. And then the next morning, they will tell you, like, trying to, like... Of course, if there is a Mongolian drivers, like, they will communicate. And then the family members, they will tell you where to head the road. Yeah. And if there is no Mongolians, like, the kids trying to communicate with you through body language, that's so mm. funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, there's this YouTube couple from Russia that yeah. traveled around the world and they actually went through Mongolia. Yeah. And a lot of their videos are just like actually just using hand signals yeah. to, to try and communicate yeah. with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, their language is not yeah. nowhere yeah. near close yeah. to each other, yeah. right? Yeah. Like at all. But what they would find is like the grandmother would still be able to speak Russian yes. or just like yes. no oh. bits yeah. of Russian. Yes. Because again, during the Soviet Union, yeah. Yeah. everyone yeah. was forced to learn yeah. Russian. <laughs> yeah. Right. Everyone did it of their own volition. Yeah. Uh, what like, are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Exactly. You know, there's yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chigmitva. <laughs> listen, this was such a wonderful and very enlightening yeah. podcast mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Uh, I hope it was the same for our audience as well. Yes. Um, and so it sounds like if you want to travel in Mongolia, mm. you will be well taken care of mm-hmm. by yes. literally everybody that you meet. Yeah. Yes. Especially if you're out in the yes. countryside. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, Jigmeba, where can we find you? Would you like people to follow you anywhere? Would you like people to check out your research? Anything like that? Some of my colleagues will find me in the uh, conferences. Um, I'm going to mm. conference in the um, ANU soon in December. Yes, the AES conference. So it's AES conference. Are you guys both going to that? Yeah, definitely. So the people might find me over there and then yeah and then if you have any question and then maybe contact through the our podcast right yeah then, exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely email convos with yeah. port at gmail.com yes. i'm yeah. happy to talk about more about the mongolian culture or yeah. like if you are wanna travel there you can get advice from me and then also i can contact you to my friends mm-hmm. and then drivers drivers <laughs> are really important if you're going to countryside so you know yeah. you can hook us up with contact <laughs> yes Excellent. i will definitely help that's one of the stereotypes i would like to tell mongolians have really good empathy Really empathetic. Yeah, yeah empathetic. Oh. They always like they're kind. They're not like a really monster like from the 13th century, you know. Uh-huh. This time, like in modern Mongolia, yep. then um, they're really good people. Sometimes they might be lazy, but they will get the work done. It's <laughs> good. Yeah, and also I would like to say one more thing: Mongolia is one of the Asian countries. People, yep. bear in mind, it's independent beautiful country it's yeah. not part of, of any country or it's country please not, not naming please any countries check your in particular. world map yeah. so yes. it's independent country it, yeah. it's it's hidden in there it's between two other very big countries but it is a huge but country it's yeah. pretty it's big huge. Right. Is yeah. huge. and quite sparsely populated yeah it's, yeah, it's exactly. the least densely populated country but maybe that's why a lot of foreigners have never met the mongolians that's before. probably it there's not many of you 
Yeah. Although I'll beg to differ. The more I'm talking to Jigminma and yeah. the more I know her, she's like, oh, yeah, the Mongolians I met here. And yeah, there's so <laughs> yeah. many Mongolians. Yeah, she can me. track them down. <laughs> like, I, where is she finding these Mongolians? <laughs> I never seen them before you. <laughs> I guess because we don't know where to look. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. yeah. Or we don't hear the language when yeah. they're speaking yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 Like little yeah. mice. Maybe <laughs> Mongolians are cool. Until they decide they want to conquer yeah. everybody and yeah. everything. Yeah. They, they will communicate you no matter like using body language or something. Yeah. Learn Mongolian. Yay. People, get off your ass. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Learn Mongolian. It's a great language. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to Conversations with Chordates. We've hoped you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time.